Welcome home radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy. Whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions, Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision for you and your family, here are your hosts. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio. It is November 16th, and I hope you're enjoying this wonderful fall weather we're having. We are so excited for you to be here. Uh, like us, find us, share us all on those podcasts. So excited about the market today. It is up and down, but last week it looks like we have finally hit bottom and we are headed back. The inflation market rate has gotten a little bit better. In fact, we had a negative inflation growth just a little bit, and the market did love it with the mortgage-backed securities. So real excited about today's show because we're going to be talking about, so many people ask the question, home inspections, are they needed? If they're worthwhile, who pays for them? Why are they done? Who has to get the report? All these questions, all of these uh Information needs to be shared. And of course, today with us, Mike Majeski, owner of Prestige Home Inspection, one of our wonderful sponsors. Great, great individual. Mike, glad you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it and uh, happy to be here. Well, thank you. And then, Tom, great to see you making and painting the office. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, major overhaul everywhere. We're gonna miss Abe. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really frustrated well, that Abe's not gonna be there. He'll come back, but I think we may put him on this wall right in front of me instead. So, well, you need, we need to get something on those two walls up there. I, I know, I know. Okay. We're gonna decorate. Alan, how are you doing? I'm good, Blair. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. I like your little videos going out. Uh, appreciate you doing those quick hot spots, and uh, I think they're very informative. So, thank you again. But. Oh, thank uh, you. Today we're going to get into, and I got to tell you, I've I, this question's been asked by clients. Um, in fact, I had one happen recently. Again, why are we doing home inspections? What is that for? Do you guys require it? Uh, when do you order it? And Mike, give us what's going on in the market today, what a home inspection does for a client, and really understand the process. It's ordered through who, how is it ordered, that sort of thing. Well, so thanks, Blair. And, you know, 
there's a, there's some different facets when it comes to home inspection, but normally what we're out there doing is giving an overview or a snapshot in time of what the property conditions are. And if there are, you know, large issues with systems and structural systems, your HVAC systems, electrical, we're going to be looking at all those things to give you that picture of what the condition of the home is to hopefully, you know, in the buyer's eyes or whoever we're doing it for lower their level of risk. So if we go into a house and we find a lot of major issues and, you know, it might be a situation where the buyer walks away um, or, you know, sometimes we do newer homes for folks too. And we're going in and looking at, you know, like I said, the systems wise and everything like that to give them that snapshot of, uh, you know, maybe they just want a to-do list of things after they move in. They're really in love with the house. They know they're going to buy it regardless, but it gives them, you know, a list of stuff that they can take care of. Um, you know, I've run into that situation too. Um, you know, for us, there's, I know there's been a lot of back in the summer, especially when the interest rates were still low, a lot of people were waiving inspections and just, you know, that was the only way they could get the, to get the house was waiving inspections. And I've seen more than a few times that that came back and, and bit them later, just because there were issues with the house, just because they wanted right. it. And it was so what 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 actually bit them as you say you know they waived inspection again and and i'm sure alan and tom can jump in here and state that was a crazy market low interest rates multiple multiple offers everywhere over asking and yes waiving home inspections but what ultimately ended up biting them in the butt later what what was the, the outcome of some of that so i had two over the summer where they both canceled on me. Um, they wanted to do them and then they ended up canceling. One ended up with a slab leak, um, which that was about $45,000 to fix. Um, and the other one was an older home built in the sixties and had cast iron pipes. And they ended up with sewage issues in the home itself because the cast iron pipes were broken, backed up into the house. That was almost $90,000 to fix. So, wow. um, you know, if you could spend that little bit of money, um, just kind of, I don't want to say it's an insurance policy, but again, we're going to, we're going to give you a snapshot of what the house looks like. We're going to tell you if there's the possibility that there could be an issue okay, further okay. examined during the option period. Uh, now, Mike, you know, I love you and, and I know you, but I got to ask this question playing devil's advocate here. How are you going to find a cast iron pipe fix? I mean, how would you have seen this during the home inspection? This is, this seems unreasonable to me uh, that you're going to be able to find something that's broken like that. So cast iron pipes are a good example. So some of the things that I look for, the age of the house, because usually before 1980, they're almost always going to have cast iron. It was That was just widely used during that time period. Um, also, you can go outside and look at the clean outs on the outside of the house. And, you know, if those are cast iron pipes, that's a dead giveaway. Any house built before 1980, I always tell people to have a plumber come out and do a video inspection of the pipes. If there's any inkling that there could be cast iron involved. We can't visually see the interior of the pipes. We can run water through them for long periods of time. Um, vacant houses, uh, I run the water for about 25 minutes to give me an idea if anything nefarious might be going on with them. Um, but anytime I see any inkling of cast iron, I always recommend a plumber do a video inspection. Um, you can get a better idea what the interior looks like when that when you do that video inspection, they're going to tell you, are there breaks? Is the, are the, is the interior of the pipes, are, are they starting to get really, really in bad shape that need to be replaced? You know, cast iron is not PVC. It's not smooth. So things can get caught up in there and you know, water can sit in places. 
So you're going to end up running. So I got to ask this question. You brought up a very valid point. A home has been sitting a little while. Uh, electricity, water may not be turned on. Does this happen, Alan? I mean, you know, in buying a home, you may not be able to inspect the home fully if the utilities aren't turned on. Well, you arrange for the utilities to be turned on for, for Mike. <laughs> it's up to, you know, it's up, sometimes it's up to the seller and other times they'll, if it's a foreclosure, they'll, they'll put it on you to get it all done. But either way, um, Tom can talk more about the investor buying foreclosure type stuff. I had a few clients do it, but you know, for the most part, what Mike's hitting on is exactly right. Older homes, you got to do it. The other thing I was going to add, which is not as big as what he's talking about, but you know, we did have a crazy little time there for about a year and a half, and common sense went out the door. It was who had the money, who could close the quickest, and inspections be damned and it's just bad but you know i had clients like oh the roof looks good you know like you're down underneath an oak tree and you look up and go oh that roof looks great i've been around roofs my whole life well no you've got to look at them you got to get up and look you got to get in the attic and understand what's going on there you know mike has done inspections for my clients he'll go look this is a water source and an average homeowner doesn't First off, if they're buying the home, they don't even want to see it. They don't want to see a problem most of the time. So sure. the inspection report itself is a very good piece of paper. It's diligence done. You need to do it when you're buying a home. Some sellers do it before the they put it on the market, but I don't care if they provide me one for my buyer. My buyer's still going to do an inspection. And of course, they can tell me, no, they're not. And it's their money and it's their house. But, you know, I... I go as far as I can, Adam, to get an inspection done by a good inspector. Mike certainly is that. Tom, you raised your hand a little earlier. What was that about? <clears throat> uh, that was just about the fact that I just went through a uh, hot water situation as far as a leak underneath my shower that was warming the floor to the, my master bath, which is great in the winter. I miss my leak now. <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, it was a rather expensive little venture. And my house is uh, right at uh, that age where uh, 27 years of age that it's beginning to kind of creak. And you actually have plumbing in cave, huh? That's uh, we, we actually put it in. We re retrofitted. So we had an indoor bathroom. Well, I'm sure the bears in there appreciate it. Tom, if I could ask, how did you figure out you had a leak? Uh, the floor was exceptionally hot, which made the bathroom exceptionally hot whenever you went in. And um, th that was basically it. Plus then last month, massive water bill. Oh, there you go. Those, yeah. are, two, those are two big symptoms of, of those types of things. I was going to bring that up a, a couple minutes ago, Tom, was, you know, two of the big symptoms with slab leaks and especially older homes that utilize copper. That's, you know, a warm floor, high water bill. Sometimes you can hear water running. Um, that you're, where is that coming from? I hear some and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was the pool sweep outside running. And I was like, okay, I lulled myself into that thought process long enough that it was that painful when I, we finally got to it. So, so again, I want to remind our listeners that uh, you can find us on multiple podcasts. 
like and share our podcast uh, here. WelcomeHomeRadio.net is where you can find us. Now, here's a big question, Mike. I got to ask you this. Should the buyer's agent attend the home inspection? Should you have any real estate uh, agent there for your borrower? Most of the time, it, it, it's, to, it's, it's totally up to, I leave it up to my client, who is the buyer. If they want to have someone there, 99.9% of the time, they're not, the agent's not going to be there. Um, I encourage my clients to attend the inspections um, if they can, because to me, that is a much more uh, important facet for them to learn about the house as I go through it. I know a lot of inspectors don't like that and slow them down for me. And especially with home, first time home buyers, I think it is very, very important for them to tag alongside me where they can go. You know, they're not allowed to go on the roof. They can't come in the attic with me, that type of stuff. But, you know, everywhere else is fair game and I can walk them through things that, okay, this is what's going on with the house. These are the things you're going to need to watch for from a maintenance perspective as you go forward. Um, Cause a lot of times, a lot of people just aren't, aren't sure. And then on top of that, it kind of gives people a little bit of view into what we do as inspectors every day as well. So they know kind of get an idea of, okay, what am I paying for? Well, this is what you're getting. You're getting, Basically, I consider myself a general practitioner for the house. If you want to look at it from a medical standpoint, um, you know, hey, I'm going to find issues. And when I find the issues, we're going to have somebody maybe come out and look at it. If there's a foundation issue or an electrical issue, you might call an electrician or an HVAC issue, you call an HVAC tech to come out. But it's very, in my perspective, it's important to be able to give that information in person. And I know sometimes folks can't make it. I, I understand that. But it can be a lot of information. And Alan and Tom, you, you know, you could you could say this too, that uh, jump in here when they get that inspection report, it's, it can be overwhelming. You know, yeah, it can be 50, 60 pages of information. The whole realtor inspector client thing is, is it's evolving always. Um, more experienced buyers, you know, upgrading, did it before, did it two or three times. You know, they know they need to go and spend the last 30 minutes of that inspection time with Mike. And they all go, you know, Alan, I don't need you. You know, don't don't worry about it. If it's a, a newer buyer, I'm a little more, um, you know, you, you can't tell your client how to do it. But what you can infer is, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to be there. Help you identify with your inspector issues that, you know, you really need to get addressed before we go any further in this contract. And a lot of times a first time home buyer will say, oh, gosh, yeah, we want you there. The other part of this is kind of a, a bummer part. But in the past, some people in, you know, the profession have not exactly gave great advice to a buyer based on what an inspector said. And that that can be an issue legally and um, for one's, you know, future in the business. So there's a little bit of that too. So you have to know who you're working with. And that's why, you know, I think most realtors in the business have inspectors that they recommend. We can't recommend what well, we can, but we don't recommend just once, just one, excuse me. We recommend one or two or two or three because it, the client needs to make a decision on what inspector they're going to use. Because if things go wrong, you, that's got to be their decision and what they decided to do. So there's a lot of things involved with a realtor, an inspector, and a client. But generally, if there's a, you know a lot of experience involved in the in the uh, real estate contract, 
like Mike said, it's the last 30 minutes. I want you to be there. I want to show you what's up with the house. And it's just good time spent. Now, I'm the new Gen Z buyer, that first time home buyer. And I've, I'm, I'm really into technology. And I've got a home inspector that uses uses these no flying drones. Are they worthwhile? Or are they just selling technique? Because I don't see the value. You can't see a roof in the the undulations as well, or the softness or so forth, or check out things. Are, are drones as effective as a person where they can be? Personally, for me, I don't have issues with guys using them. I don't prefer it. I, I prefer to walk the roof because you get a better idea what the condition is by walking around on it. Um, I know it's becoming more prevalent, but that's not something unless I was physically unable to walk a roof that I would utilize. Um, is it better than some guys using binoculars to look at it from the ground? Because that used to be situations where guys couldn't get on the roof and they would, they would, you know, I'm using binoculars from the ground. Yeah, it's probably a better option than binoculars. But I still feel like being able to walk the roof, you can find soft spots, um, you can see up close, you know, if there are issues, small issues that maybe you can't see with that drone. Um, so <laughs> bless you. Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, I think I, so, Tom, I can't change my career because I think there's a weight limit on these roofs. So I can't, I can't walk. Oh, them. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you'd be okay. no, but well, that would be a place spot on the inspection. If the inspector fell through the roof, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd say, we probably need to back out of this contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's my lender up there too. <laughs> he wanted a, he wanted a closer look. We're a team hey, right here, baby. Take us through, Mike, so that people understand. We I think we can all agree that there's huge value for a home inspection before going on. That's why you have the option period. That's so. I mean, ninety-eight point five percent of these people. This is the largest purchase they'll ever make. They right. need to understand what things could be or could not be. We just had a home come on the market in our neighborhood. My wife looked at it yesterday and I think she's a home inspector. I think she'd love to do it just because she goes on there and says, <laughs> can you believe it? They're trying to sell this home for 635 and they haven't done a single upgrade and it's old, three years older than our home. So it's 30 years old. And, you know, I can't believe they're asking that price. And I'm sitting there going, the inspector's going to have a field day. Uh, if you remember Greg Hooper, Mike, you gave yeah. him 66 pages worth of notes on one property he was looking at. And yes, he mm -hmm. did back away from it because all the challenges that were there. Uh, going into this, we, we need home inspections. I think we've definitely solidified that as a necessity in the process. But help us understand what do you cover in a home inspection? How how do you go through? Because it's normally a three to four hour process, I believe. I'm guesstimating. Right. I don't know. But what do you do when you come up so that the borrower understands what am I getting out of this? So as a home inspector, and I'll kind of go back to what I was saying, that we're kind of a general practitioner for the house. So we're going we're gonna to come up to the house when we look at it, right? And we're going to walk around the outside and we're going to get our eyes on everything we can when we're at that, at that home. So if we can get safely on the roof, we get safely on the roof. We're going to walk around the outside of the house and looking for issues. Are there large cracks? Are there uh, 
brick veneer walls that maybe have become loose over time? Um, are, are there is there water that's coming out of the out of the house in some areas it's not supposed to be? Are there issues where there's shing there's shingles missing, or you know there could are there holes in the roof that could allow water penetration into the attic? Um, okay, so can I stop outside, you here? Yeah, can I stop you here? Is the seller at the home when you're doing this? Sometimes I think, you know, before COVID, at least in my experience, that wasn't usually the case. And after COVID hit and most people were working from home, that started to change a little bit. Um, I've never had an issue if a buyer, it's still their house. I know we have access to it, but it's technically still their house, you know, so I've never had a problem when sellers are still there. It's They try to be really as accommodating as possible. At least it's been my experience. I've never had a seller following me around or anything like that. Um, so I've never had a bad experience with it, but it's, you know, they can, they can be there preferably. Would I prefer them not to be there? Yeah, I would, but Blair, it just makes my job go. I would say that the seller is the boss. It's their home and we can't tell them they have to leave the home. So sometimes they're there. The home I bought, the seller was here. I'm a realtor. I was okay with it. I was talking to that seller about the home I was about to buy. So it worked out for me, but the seller is the boss. It's their home. And a good agent on the selling side will say exactly what's going to happen here. It's going to be maybe noisy. It's going to be in the attic. It's going to be on your roof. You're going to see ladders, blah, 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 blah. You might want to be out of the house. That would be better. And they'll get done quicker. Well, if here's my question. It's a seller following him around explaining how well he built this upgrade. So Here's, here's my right. question. Can he refuse? Oh, no, you can't go into that closet. You can't open that closet and look in there. He can He can absolutely say that. And then, but, I, but I'm going to put in my report that some places were inaccessible yeah. and the reason why they were inaccessible. So that stuff would be in my report. Seller is king. Well, I, I'm just trying to give people the, the, the understanding of what's going to go on in this process because Seller is, hey, they still own the home. The buyer's trying to buy it. They're trying to sell it. I would think they would be accommodating. Uh, I'm just trying to understand the whole process here. But if they're around, just like a realtor, as they've said in the documentations and court cases here, can be an influencer to a inspector. And I, I know Mike, he, he's not going to be influenced. He's going to do his job one way or the other. Uh, but I just wanted to discuss that because first time home buyers don't understand this process as well. They don't understand why they're spending this money. They want to, you know, what am I getting for this? This document is, is so busy. I, I don't want to read it. And I, th I think it's great that they're there with you, that you take the time to explain it. Um, so, okay. I just wanted to go through that. You're, you're going through, you're looking at the exterior, you're looking for, mm -hmm odd things that you see, questions. Is this something that somebody can do, even though they may not be selling their home, just doing an overall inspection, deciding to sell their home? Yeah, so I think, and Alan, you touched on this, uh, pre-listing inspections for folks that are going to put their houses on the market. Um, that would be a situation where I would go in and do my regular inspection that I normally do for a buyer. In this case, we're doing it on the seller side to kind of give them what I was saying earlier, a to-do list. Okay, these are things that if you're wanna putting it on the market, wanting to do that, these are some things that you may want to take care of. And that would be a situation where they would just come back and discuss it with their realtor after they get the report saying, okay, here's what I got from the inspector. What do you think we should address before we put this on the market? What are the most important things? 
And Alan, I think you would probably agree with me here. Like if there was a large issue with say the HVAC with the air conditioning not working, that may be something you want to address and fix before you put it on the market. Or if you have a hail damaged roof that's that needs to be replaced, something like that that's gonna show up in a buyer's inspection when the after you put it on the market. That may be something you need to or want to address before you, so do you try to put the best home you can on the market. Again, sellers are your, you know, they're they're giving you your marching orders, but your job is to give them good advice how to get the most money the fastest when you put the home on the market. And what Mike said is when the, you do pre-inspections, you can identify things up front that matter to a buyer agent, because I do both, obviously, and that matter to a buyer. So the big ones are roof, HVAC, foundation, things like that. And as you know, Blair, as a lender, why don't you tell homeowners and first-time home buyers what disqualifies a VA or FHA loan, there's certain things that Mike will find in a pre-inspection that will give knowledge to a seller. And, you know, so maybe tell people a little bit about that. I think most people, first time home buyers just think a loan's a loan. My gosh, I'm only putting nothing down or three and a half percent. So maybe it's a good time for you to segue in on that. Well, that is, uh, it's a very valid point. Um, our listening audience may or may not know, and Tom can help me with this, that there are different standards for closing on a home, whether it's conventional VA or FHA, even the non now and then USDA. And so understanding those differences and being aware of them at, through a home inspection that this might disqualify, or if this is, this has to be repaired before a veteran, the VA loan is so hard in the sense from a selling point that they don't like it because it has to be ready them to walk into there's no negotiating there's no gray area for them to fluctuate fha and conventional allow you to have a room uncompleted or uh maybe uh this can be negotiated after the fact it'll be done after the the closing va you have to be totally ready and that means safety as well one of the hardest things that i have seen in loans is not cracked foundations and roof repairs and these things we kind of know. The hardest one I had was a Lieutenant Colonel coming out of the Air Force buying a home and there was a 300 pound limb from his na the neighbor's tree, the future neighbor's tree hanging over the fence over their roof that they were buying. And that had to come down before the VA loan could be closed because it's a safety hazard. That limb falls, it crashes through the roof into the home causing great damage. It's not been monitored. And it was a very, I mean, it was about an 18 inch circumference limb wow. protruding over the neighbor. And the seller, the neighbor, I mean, it ended up being a fiasco for about 12 days. And finally the buyer said, look, I'll step away from the contract, goodbye. And the seller didn't want to, so they finally got it done. But the, the, the purchaser, the buyer cannot pay for that, cannot, put any money toward that. It has to be done by the seller, the realtor, the lender, somebody else outside of the veteran. And so there are things that you want to know up front in the type of loan program you're using that Mike and inspections can give us insight to that this is corrected, this, oh, that's not going to stop the loan or that's not going to be an issue. Uh, the other one, Tom, was really unique and I'm sure you may or may not have dealt with this, but we had a veteran buying a home here in Texas. The underwriting stated, oh, we've never heard of concrete floors. 
You can't just have a solid concrete floor as your master bedroom. And so we ended up taking uh, used carpet, one foot squares, psychedelic looking, different type of shag thrown on there, took a picture, got it past underwriting, but it was because of, hey, we've never heard of a master bedroom standard being concrete floors and they're gonna put throw rugs down. So it's just these little things that happen that we can find out with the home inspection, I think are critical to the detail of making it a smooth transaction or not. I mean, right now dealing with one, you know, the Tom, help our listening audience know the difference between real property and chattel. Well, simply real property is that property that is attached to the land Chattel means personal property. So a mobile home would be um, chattel until it's actually affixed permanently according to engineering standards established by HUD, uh, established by HUD to uh, attach it permanently and affix it permanently to the land. That makes it real property at that point. And then you can do a mortgage on that type of property but you can't do it on chattel because they can move chattel, the personal property, wherever they want, whenever they want, because it's not permanently affixed. This is why you can't buy an RV with a mortgage. Or a tiny home. Sense. I've had people ask me. Or a tiny, tiny home. Homes? That's right. Yeah. Tiny homes are on the back of a truck. <laughs> That's right. And one more thing back to Blair's point earlier, if you're a first time home buyer, is you're looking at listings on the MLS or your realtor sending them to you. And it says on their type loan, and it might last, you know, cash, conventional, VA, FHA, USDA, whatever. Not always correct. That's somebody filled that in. They check boxes. So that's why you need to have an experienced realtor. And what you'll do as an experienced realtor is you'll call the other realtor, the listing agent, and go, hey, I, you know, I'm looking at the pictures online. I've not seen the house, but, you know, is there, you know, wood rot? I mean, is this really an FHA, VA type house? Well, as far as I know, it is. So then that brings in a whole nother game plan for your client. They have to get off work. Are they wasting their time? Do you want to go look at a house they can't buy? Or do you want to look at a house that needs a lot of repair before they can buy? And so there's a lot that goes into that too. So just wanted to bring that up for any first time home buyers. Mike, how much does your inspection change? You're made aware of the type of loan, correct? I'm not, I'm not, no. I was going to say one thing about Mike's situation, he's going to do the, the uh, inspection according to Texas real estate rules. Right. He's not going to do it according to VA. Those separate NOVs are set uh, by the HUD, uh, I mean, by the VA appraiser. And in their estimation, these things need to be assessed or changed or fixed in order to close. But that's a separate document that Mike is not really uh, going to touch or be involved with. Okay. Right. And, and to echo what Tom's saying, you know, I, I again, it goes back to I work for the buyer or the seller. OK, so I don't work for the bank. You know, I'm not I'm not there to determine value of the house. Um, I'm there to determine the condition of the house and provide that information to my client, which is the buyer or seller, so they can make a more informed decision. And also I wanted to touch on too, you're talking about VA loans. One thing as I can, I'm allowed, I'm licensed to do by TDA to do uh, WDIR inspections. So wood destroying insect inspections. One of the things that we run into a lot, especially with VA loans is that they have to have a clean termite report. So 
you know, if I go out and find wood rot, if I find any kind of conducive conditions to termites or other wood destroying insects being present, those things have to be taken care of. Um, I think before they can approve anything on the VA side. And I've had numerous times where I'd have to go back out and recheck those areas. He's to make done sure it for me. Clean. He's done so right, much right. for me. Yeah, and that right. brings back so, to the point that why it's so really important for a, a buyer to visit with Mike the last 30 minutes. When you see something visually, it's a lot different than reading it on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And it really matters. And that's where the experience of somebody like Mike comes in. He knows how to deal with a buyer because a buyer to him is not a buyer. It's a client. He's trying to do a good job to make sure they know what they're buying. It's that simple. Different thing completely. I'm glad to hear that yours does not change. No, you get the same. You go through the same process 100% of the time. There's no changes like an appraiser having to know the different aspects of that. Uh, right. That that really is a good tool so that people understand <clears throat> that's going on. Now I have to ask the question. Let's go off on the rabbit trail. We talked about clients Uh-oh. saying, hey, you can't go in this room or so forth. Nobody's there. You go into the home. What's the craziest thing you have found? <laughs> um, okay. So this was, oh gosh, I don't know, four years ago, I guess this happened. And I was at a house and um, it was not in great condition. There were renters there. And uh, there was a room that was locked and the guy, the gentleman that was living there came and looked at me and I said, you know, is there any way I can get into this room to take a look around if you don't mind? And he looked at me and said, do you think you really need to go in that room? And I said, I sure don't. I sure don't. (laughs) I said, okay, I'm pretty confident based on um, some smells that were in the house that I think I had a good idea what was going on in there. Um, so at that point I waited till the end to check that out. And I said, okay, you have a great day. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. So, um, I mean, I've run into, you know, dead animals under pier and beams. Um, a few weeks back, I found a family of dead raccoons in the attic and it was not pleasant at all, <laughs> but, that was probably that situation. And just the way the guy was looking at me was, that was a little unnerving. I, you know, I, so that's you they kept the bodies. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident. It wasn't bodies in there, Tom. It was something that they were going to distribute later. <laughs> ah. <laughs> if, you catch my, if you catch my drift. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So that was a little, it was, that was weird. That was really weird, needless to say. <laughs> You're making Tom eyes cry because he's a, he's a landlord and he has multiple rentals and he's just scared now. <laughs> what are my renters doing in that home? Uh, Got to go check. <laughs> Got to go check my house in Garland. <laughs> They've been. Oh warned. my gosh! Yeah. They've been warned. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh goodness! Yeah, but most of the time, ninety-nine percent of the time, you're not running into those type of situations. Um, and you know, one of the things I would say to the listeners, if if you if you are getting ready to sell your house and you've got a contract in, and the buyers are having an inspector come over, it helps us a ton if things are accessible. 
um, you know, being able to get into the attic, get it, getting to the electrical panel. Cause if there's areas that we can't get to, we can't move personal items to get to that, to look at it. And that can be detrimental to the buyer, obviously, but also to the seller. It can, it's a situation where, Hey, my inspector couldn't get to all these areas. Here are the photos. Maybe you have to extend the option period on your end because I have to come back and do a reinspect or something like that. So that helps us out a lot when homes are ready to be inspected. And that means having access to the important parts um, and being able to get into those areas and check out the systems. And, uh, and that's, a, that's where a good, you know, the listing agent has to work with the seller, whoever they are. And um, a lot of sellers will stack their garage with stuff they're going to, you know, they're moving with. Yeah. And a lot of, well, all inspectors have to look in the garage for hot water tanks, stairs to the attic, all that kind of thing come up. And there's nothing worse than when you get a call like, you know, we can't get in the attic. And it's that's a horrible thing. So access is really key. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate again. I'm buying a new home. It's just built. Surely I don't need to inspect a newly built <laughs> home. I mean... Come on, it's supposed to be perfect right off the bat, right? And it's Who's a, Shirley. Uh, come on. Has to, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stop calling me Shirley. I know. Who's Shirley? <laughs> well, you look Shirley. Shirley. Oh, I didn't see her over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen many strange things with new builds. Um, I've gone into new builds where no insulation in the attic. Um, the appliances weren't installed. Um, I've gone into new builds where this is an interesting one. Uh, ground fault interrupters that are in the kitchen. They've got to be in wet areas, right? So around your sinks and your bathrooms. The one GFCI reset was located where behind where the fridge would go. So how are you supposed to reset it? If it trips, you're going to move the fridge every time. If you have to reset it, things like that. Um, the second floor, of a, I went to the second floor of a new house um toilets weren't flushing correctly i go up on the roof and there's a cap on the plumbing vent that was what, not they removed. Spinning the wrong way i mean no they just they don't flush well and you're trying to figure out what's going on with it and okay these aren't flushing right and got up on the roof sure enough there's a cap on the on the plumbing vent um i, I did a warranty inspection a couple years ago for somebody 11 month warranty inspection that they then they provide that inspection report to the builder to come back and fix things um it was the same situation. They could not understand why their toilets weren't flushing upstairs and go up on the roof. And sure enough, there's a cap on the plumbing vent. So when we do new home inspections, and I do a lot of those, um, we always find issues. We always find a lot of things that maybe were missed. You know, with the environment nowadays with new builds, you have, yeah, you have a superintendent, but you have a lot of subs that are in and out of there pretty quickly, right? If, I think you guys would probably agree with me. And sometimes things get missed. And plus that super could be handling 25 different houses. Yep. You know, the more eyes you can get on things, the better off you're going to be um, from the get-go. I think it's been worse in the last two years than I've ever seen it with the new – and they, a lot of it's COVID. We couldn't get this. We couldn't get that. and You know, otherwise we would have. Appliances, gosh, for about a year there, they just – you do the final – you know, blue tape with a, with a client and there's no dishwasher yet. And then, or if it's a, they'd have a white one in there, a temporary white one in with the stainless appliances. So it's, it's, there's been a lot of stuff going on, I would say recently. And I've run into as well, you know, like you're saying, Alan, with, with 
not having materials. And right. um, a good example is one that I did on a new house that um, we came in and I found water staining in the bathroom on the wall. Well, this is a newer home. It uses the PEX plumbing lines and those are hard, those are plastic. Okay. They're not copper. Well, apparently they had run out of, I found these water stains that were, that were wet. And I said, okay, there's, there's something going on behind that wall that they need to get fixed. Well, they opened up the wall and looked at it before uh, the closing happened to fix it. And the plumber had run out of PEX and they spliced some PEX into it. And that connection leaked. So it created, and it created an issue. So if that wouldn't have been caught, you know, that could be a really big problem down the road sure. for that buyer. And that was a brand new house. So yeah. those it, that's, it's important to do it no matter if you're buying a new home or a home that could be 40 years old, you know, it's important to do the inspection to give you um, as much information as possible that you can either give it to the builder and be like, Hey, you need to fix this or, you know, decide to move forward with an older home or walk away. Well, I want to give you the floor one more time. Another reason. And I think we've covered it. We, you know, whether you're buying a new home or an existing, whether you're working through and considering selling your home is a great time to do an inspection, to know what needs to be repaired or looked out to create value, whatever. But here's one that I think is invaluable if you're serious about taking care of your home. And most, elite, most everybody buys a home warranty of some sort, at least for one year, but an end of warranty inspection of your home would be valuable before you let the warranty slip so that you get everything maximized out of that. So often people just let things go. Well, we're fine. We don't, you know, and like you're saying, things build up, challenges happen. I think the most things I see in our neighborhood happening, and we're about, we're about 26 to 33 years old neighborhood. And it's all, everybody's getting new windows. Everybody in the world, you gotta get new windows. And so that end of warranty inspection time, I think is critical that people have you come and walk through to find those things that are issues before their warranty goes up. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. You know, in new homes where, and I'm not talking about a home warranty, I'm talking about a new home and you have that, usually it's a bumper to bumper per se, um, warranty for that first year. And, you know, anytime I do a new build, I'm like, I tell my clients, hey, you know, when your 11th month gets close, it, things are going to crop up. But this is your opportunity to get that 11th month warranty inspection done so you can hand that to the builder and tell them, okay, these are the issues that you need to fix. Because the builder is not going to come out and look at the house for you and tell you what's going on with it during that first year. They're not going to come out and do that. You have to do that on your own. And you know, a lot of times I have my clients that there's cosmetic issues, they'll combine that with my report and be able to hand that and, and take care of it. And, you know, with 11 month warranties, again, I, I just like to stress that there's a lot, things happen over a year's time. It does. I, I had one up in uh, Argyle where duct work in the attic came, became disconnected. There were two rooms that were 30 degrees warmer than the rest of the house. And then in, in addition to that, the system was pulling in air from the attic into it and it's running all the time. It's not cooling properly. So those are things that you may not know about. And, but that's my job as being a licensed inspector through the state. Those are things that I do every day and that I know what to look for. So having me come out and do that is going to be able to give you all that information so you can provide it to your builder to have that taken care of. Well, Thank you so much again. I think home inspections, why they matter. We, we have covered this topic, but if you have additional questions, 
please go to welcomehomeradio.net. Ask those there. We'll get back with you. We'll even bring Mike back into the picture to answer them for you. Find us there. Like us, share, share us there. We sure do appreciate you being here today, Mike. Thank you so much for taking time off the golf course. You know, I know, I know. Oh yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. it. I, I really. <laughs> What's that, Tom? If it wasn't raining. Yeah, oh, 40, I know. It's 44 and rain is not good golf weather. He would have called no. in sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm really glad to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss all these topics with you guys. Well, we thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise and sharing. Uh, just, a, just a blessing to have you around here, but hopefully the listeners understand that home inspections are critical to their business decision of buying, maintaining, managing a home. Did you so, ask Mike how to get hold of him? We did. We showed right there. See? There it is. Yeah. Wow. Psychic. Yeah. <laughs> now stop that, Tom. Stop that. Tom's still worried about his house and garland. Yeah. I got to go right now. Well, thank you so much again. I want to say thank you all the veterans for Veterans Day last week. Thank Appreciate you, your service. And thank you for this time today. And I'm Blair Thomas. I'm Tom Holm. And I'm Alan Pace. God bless. Take care. <laughs>